0: Good morning and welcome to Today in Putnam County, hosted by Putnam County Mayor Randy Porter. The show that takes a look at the events and what's happening all around Putnam County, as well as interviews with local, community, and business leaders. And now, sharing his insights and experience, here's Today in Putnam County with County Mayor
1: Randy Porter. Thanks, Philip Gibbons, and thank you for joining us today. I hope you're having a great weekend. This week's show is about one of our emergency agencies that you probably don't think much about unless you need them, and that's our great fire departments. My guests this week are Tom Brown, our county fire chief, and Mr. Benton Young, who is the cool City Fire Chief. Good morning, guys. Good morning. Good morning. Thanks for being with me, and thanks. For, let me say, first of all, I started out as a volunteer fireman. We won't say when. It's been many, <laughs> many years ago, but uh, back then we had pickup trucks and uh, backpack and very little to work with, but you both many many years in fire service but now both have chiefs. so i want to tell you how much i appreciate your service appreciate what y'all do and the great job that your departments do so don't want to get past very far in the show without saying that we got a lot of things to talk about today want we'll to talk about the departments and and all the changes that are happening in the fire service and and things are going on but first let's hit something very important to our community that's happening right now we kind of been in a drought season a drought period here for the last several weeks very little rain happening and i know it's very dangerous with uh, with fires outdoors so let's talk about it City county has two different plans that you fall under so tom won't you start us out and, and talk about the outside burning right now so
0: outdoor burning in in the county we fall under the jurisdiction of tennessee department of forestry so october 15th through may 15th the burn permits required uh, for any outdoor burning other than uh, a fire pit is acceptable as long as it's safe natural vegetation by law is the is really the only thing you're allowed to burn so people try to cheat but uh you know lumber is not going to be a problem unless it's got glue or it's pressure treated plywood is a problem because of glue cardboard is a problem because of glue so those are all prohibited materials so uh, we don't need to be just burning burning anything. anything. We need to get rid of
1: EPA uh, takes that pretty seriously. They, don't they can, yeah. they
0: can, and there's there there can be some fines associated yeah. with that, and and a ticket from from forestry from the Department of Agriculture. So, uh, and please, please think about your neighbors. I know burning things is the easy way to get rid of stuff, but it's unbelievable the amount of complaint calls we run with the smoke smoke, smoke in the neighborhood,
1: smoking up the neighborhood. Uh, so if they've if if they if, if they've got something they need to burn, they can call and get a permit.
0: You can call Forestry, call the, or you can go to burn safe Tennessee and do it online.
1: Do it online, and uh, they will decide whether the weather correct. is good enough for and them the to appears, have it or they'll not. They'll
0: always get a contact number, so if they need to revoke that permit for a weather change, uh, they, they have a way of contacting the individual.
1: Business is different in the city, right? A
2: little bit. We require a uh, burn permit year-round in the city, so uh, same regulations. We all fall under the state regulations, but you do require a permit every day, and those are issued daily, unless you're like a contractor with a larger pile. We'll actually go out and inspect those and tell you what your requirements are to do. Uh, inside the city, we have, you can call the office, uh, fire department there will give you issue, a burn permit if the weather conditions are permissible. Typically, if the wind speeds over 10 miles an hour, we don't issue for that day like today we're not issuing burn permits uh, but we also have an online portal a lot of people don't know about you can go online to our website and you can actually get a burn, pe- burn permit online yeah online
1: that's great so i don't want <laughs> to jinx y'all okay <laughs> but so far i haven't been hearing of many people who are, are really taking notice and not burning right we've now. we've run yeah.
0: very few actual fires uh several again smoke smoke complaints you know people complaining about smoking a neighbor
1: yeah that's
2: that's pretty much what we've been running is more smoke complaints where people's burning stuff we've not had any grass fires or brush fires as far as that goes so we'll, uh, we'll knock, knock on, on wood, wood yeah. and uh
0: and another thing with the burn permit that i left out the fire is supposed to be unattended and it's the same way same, in the city correct it's supposed to be attended i said unattended right.
1: attended. Yeah. it's got to be attended at,
0: at all times and it's supposed to be out by dark so if it's a contractor pile that you're burning
2: somebody still has they, to be and, with and it
0: and you're getting a permit out in the county you really need to tell forestry that and they may want to come and look at it yeah because there are some different requirements
1: so you got to stay for, with for it if large you're a pile but you got stay somebody's got to stay with it good deal let's uh let's talk about fire services in general i mean with all my years of emergency services and, and watching watching fire and being a part of it for for many years in the beginning the fire service has really changed I've seen it over the years and, and i think it's kudos to you guys and the ones before you that fire's done such a good job of educating the the public we're building our houses better we're putting smoke detectors and fire alarms and all those kind of things in our in our buildings to start with so overall fire calls have been have been going mm-hmm. down over the years which has allowed both of the fire departments and a lot of the others i guess across the country to get involved in other things that we really needed bit and i'm gonna go you to first okay. first responders yes i remember back when i was at ams when i was the director there and, and trying to talk the city into doing first, <laughs> first responder calls for that you would send somebody out from one of your fire stations to the scene of a medical call or accident to treat that person yes. to the ambulance could get there because you had your fire stations located yeah. uh, strategically across the, the city and so you get there a lot faster a lot of times and it took a while for that to happen. It, it did, yeah. But now it's, it's, it's amazing that I guess the high percentage of your calls have turned it out to is, be medical, yeah. right? So when we first started it, I mean it
2: was a, a slow process. I was there when it all kinda started. I was part of the first EMT class that we had there. I remember one of the first medical calls I remember going out on, you know. Really it was a different situation and uh the the times was different then as far as the guys that was I was with were older firemen that'd been there for many years and they, they you know, they didn't really know how to deal with that somewhat. So but today I mean it's about sixty percent of our calls or medical calls yeah so from you know last say 20 years 25 years that has transitioned from where it was nothing to 60 percent of our calls and like you said we have stations throughout the city and most areas we can be within three to four minutes yeah and sometimes these guys are out and they may be right there on scene on, the on scene. top of it you know so and you've got
1: you even got paramedics on the trucks do, now yes. which has a, been a huge yes. accomplishment i think over the years to start out with emts and now have the paramedics and yes. they carry the same heart monitors and drugs and everything that the that the paramagnetic ambulances do, and and you can get there. Uh, usually a, a lot quicker because of all your station locations. So it's yep. made a huge yep. difference in uh, medical response in, in, in Cookville, for it sure. It has. There's
2: many people walking the streets today or walking their homes uh, that wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for the guys at the fire department getting there so quick and reviving them. It is. So that's a blessing in disguise. And, you know, we're very thankful for the guys we have on duty, the guys and girls. Day and night, they do an excellent job. It's a lot of work. People don't really realize how much qualifications you have to have tested and ongoing continuing education credits to keep your licenses. It's yeah, a lot of work. It's a
1: lot of work. Well, I'll give you an example. We have a guy that actually works in our county attorney's office, one of our attorneys here in town, uh, was driving down north Washington the other day, uh, went into cardiac arrest, he had a couple light poles and landed up in, in Horner Funeral Home, which we got one of the grandkids from David Horner's down, Jason guest uh, uh, son, and and uh, he's one of our EMTs. He happened to be there. He comes out, city police has started CPR. He helps them. Your fire gets on the scene. Yep. They defibrillate him and, and code him there on the seen and he was at our county commission meeting the other night just fine Yeah, it's amazing I, it's amazing i mean there's many many lives been saved and i'm just uh, so proud of the uh, of the city and what they've done tom you're working towards that now with the so so when we put our first first
0: people to work in 2013 we started talking about it uh and didn't didn't see how we could have somebody sitting in a fire station and not go to a call yeah that was close to that fire station a medical call uh, so in late 2016, we started, we, we jumped into the medical call first responder uh, program, just like the city. Currently, uh, it, it's going to close to triple our call volume this year, probably. Before medical calls, we were running 750 to 800 calls a year. We're looking at probably 2,500 this year.
1: Yeah, and it's a uh,
0: so it's it, it's a lot of calls, uh, but but we feel like we're doing what needs to be done. We're helping the citizens of Putnam County in a way that
1: yeah, that needs, needs to. Needed. I always said I don't care who gets there first. I just want to whoever's the <laughs> exactly. quickest that can get there and and start aid and treating the folks because it's all about our citizens and their health. And it's been a it's been an absolutely great program, I yeah, think. And and it's just I'm kind of amazed sometimes, Benton, to think where we started. Oh, at I know. Without it, and now where we are today, I'd probably put our community up against any other when it comes to all the first responders and the way the agencies work together. Thanks for joining us on the show today. My guest this week our tom brown he is our county fire chief and benton young he is our cool city fire chief we're talking about our fire departments and the great job that they do for our community and some of the changes that are happening and some things you need to know about uh when we start talking about we just got through with outdoor burning where you have to have a permit to burn right now due to the very very dry weather and and now uh, we're going to get into uh some expansions that the fire departments are doing to try to increase their coverage and so forth ben i'm gonna start with you on this one um of course city You've had these fire stations, been there for many, many years, some of them. I yeah. know you just finished an upgrade at your main station at City Hall and then looking to do some upgrades with the other ones. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, the Station 1, we're
2: renovating it. It's actually still underway, hoping maybe they'll get done by the end of the year. Um We're doing a lot of stuff as far as, so cancer is a big thing with the fire departments, right? Mm -hmm. So that's what kills a lot of firefighters is cancers. So we're looking at the new renovations with City Hall, where Station 1 there. We have a hot area, so it has its own HVAC home vented outside. So our gear, when it gasses off, it's all vented outside. So none of the guys are breathing any of that. It's totally separated from the rest of the living quarters. So we're figuring all that into the, the concept of the remodel. And it's going along well. Like I said, I hope hopefully it'll be done by the end of the year. Uh, stations two and three was built in seventy four, seventy five, and that's North Washington uh, and Gould Drive. Gould Drive. Yes, so you know they're fifty years old. Uh, really, nothing's been done to them other than ordinary maintenance. You know, we've roofs and stuff like that, but. Uh, So they're really getting in condition when they need to be replaced, and the city councils recognize that and uh, have put uh, funding in to look at rebuilding those, remodeling them, possibly relocating them. Uh, this year so uh, we're looking at doing that and then station four is a, a newer it was a house that was converted into a fire station it's it's in pretty good shape so. on england, drive, on england right. drive correct so we have to do a little
1: bit of work out there but not a whole lot so that's a big undertaking though isn't it is it? it is when you got men that are in the station it is and they gotta have a place to stay it's kind of hard to do a lot of renovation logistics
2: is very hard so the guys are and ladies are very understanding and they've worked uh, not, i've not heard any complaints whatsoever so that's good so uh uh, at Station One, there at City Hall, we've kind of renovated one section, let them move into that area while we we're renovating another section. So,
1: it the logistics of it was kind of difficult, but we're, we're working it out. And you know, I think back, you were just talking about the turnout gear that those firemen wear, and they get all that smoke and, mm-hmm. and chemicals in it, and then you bring it into the station. We used to smell it for a day or two afterwards, oh, yeah. but now they figured out that that's not good. No. And you need to get it out. So all these forever chemicals for
2: and and stuff that's in them, and and stuff that we didn't know back then. You know, we used to bring our gear in and set it by the their pants by our bed you know oh and yeah to get ready a, to go yeah, that was one. a common thing you know and that's just the you know it's we've learned now that's where a lot of these cancers may have come from it's, it's not a good thing at all as far as well, the health
1: good, good for farmers, you that right? y'all are oh, making changes tom you've been on a, a building plan i guess f- we have for the last several years we started that in our five-year plan tell us about that so
0: in the county we had a lot of mini pumpers and a handful of tankers when i started the county fire department the mini-pumpers were in a garage-type building because it was a relatively small truck. It was also uh, a truck that we received no credit for. Right. Uh, but it did the job, and we, we succeeded with those for a lot of years. Uh, so we started a rebuild program several years ago, and we've worked through that and replaced all of those small buildings except for two. One of those is in the works this year and this year's capital improvement uh, budget, uh, and we hope to complete the the last one next year. So ultimately, we'll be running out of fifteen stations. They'll all be credited stations. Uh, they'll all have a Class A pumper or tanker or both in place. So it's it's been a it's been a long journey. It
1: has, but it's been a good one. Hasn't a lot it? of hurdles. Oh yeah, yeah, okay.
0: a lot of hurdles, but we we work through them. So.
1: When I came in as mayor in 2014, one thing that kind of shocked me the most was is that we were used to in EMS and fire and everything. You had long range plans. You're always planning, and you know, guys, you plan for the worst case scenario. What if that this happens or or that happens? And the uh, the county didn't do that when it came to its buildings or anything. So we started that, and now we got the county commission thankfully to them, they're budgeting off of that five-year plan. And so, I mean, it's amazing, Tom, with how the county fire department has changed over the last several years with all the new trucks and and new buildings. have
0: three more coming uh, yeah one anytime and two after the first of the year two more tankers after the first of the year so
1: big problem is right now is getting the fire trucks. Yeah. guys exactly. what, what yeah, is that
0: uh the one that should be here anytime we're yeah two two years and a couple months right now and you uh, just ordered we just ordered, them, ordered, them, placed one, ordered one in
1: july and it's 30 months is it the the chassis shortages that we've seen, or it's, it's
0: parts primarily, yeah, parts. It, it's it's bits and pieces of the truck, a lot of computers. So that supply
1: it. chain shortage it, that we've seen exactly. for the
2: last couple yeah. of years. Exactly. And it's got them behind, and you know, they're trying to play catch-up, I guess, like everybody else is.
1: That's getting a little uh, scary, isn't it, trying to keep those older trucks on the road and running yeah. and going on OEMS is having the same issue. We're having it in all the departments because you can't get pickup trucks right. uh, and because of the, the shortage in chips and stuff. So uh, uh, that's a, it, it, it's that's a real damage. issue keep thinking it's going to get better but uh it doesn't seem to be for whatever reason it doesn't so uh that's hopefully they can get that worked out soon let's talk about uh y'all do some great safety programs i know you go into schools and teach fire safety and all that kind of stuff i still think about fireman bruce and bruce yeah. walmart miss him uh, uh, that was something that he really enjoyed doing y'all do some things with smoke detectors and stuff mm-hmm. uh and you want to start us off and tell us about what y'all do with that So,
2: yeah, we both partner with, uh, it's called the the State Fire Marshal's Office. It's called Get Alarmed. Uh, We both get smoke detectors from the uh, fire marshal's office through a grant process, and we install those at any, uh, whether it's in the county or the city, depends on where you live, we install those at your home for free. All you got to do is call us, and we'll schedule it and come out and take care
1: of it for you. Tell them you all work together on that program. We do the same
0: thing. Currently we're, and I I think the city's about the same, we're installing around 100, at least 100, Annually, wow! Uh, but that's they're great. Like, like, yeah. uh, like Benton said, they're free uh, through the fire through a grant with the fire marshal's office. We do come out and install and install them, so we're sure they get put in in the in appropriate right place. locations. All right. uh, but all you got to do is is call our non emergency numbers, either department, and and we can arrange that and make it make it happen,
1: folks. If you need a fire or smoke detector, uh, if you're maybe you know someone that's uh, disabled or elderly that that needs one and can't put it up. Uh, call the Cooper City Fire Department or Putnam County Fire Department either one of them will bring the smoke detectors out they'll and the firemen actually install them for you it's a great weekend thanks for listening to the show great show this week as we're talking with Mr. Tom Brown our County Fire Chief and Mr. Benton Young he is our Cooper City Fire Chief about the fire departments the great job they do a lot of the expansions that uh, they've been going through and and then we're going to end the the show today with some of the issues that they're having with the shortage in personnel so Tom I'm going to start with you I guess you've been in longer maybe than Benton. I don't know who's Mm -hmm. been in the longest. About Uh, the
0: same, really, I think.
1: Probably. About the same. Well, I've got both of you beat, so I I go back to the day when uh, we used to hang around the fire station uh, waiting for a call when it was all volunteer then, but at the same time, we were waiting for a job to come open in EMS or the Sheriff's Department or, or somewhere to be able to get a job. We've got a real shortage, though, of, and not just fire, but first responders, fire EMS, law enforcement, the whole whole thing. Are you still having those issues like we were finding, folks?
0: We are currently full time staff. We're fully staffed. Uh, I'm short part time, uh, and we're working on round two this week. Uh, in the last month of trying to hire more part time, we've advertised twice in hopes of getting two or three more part time, uh, just to fill in uh, for the full time guys volunteers uh, used to you could get volunteers
1: that's almost a thing of past though it's isn't
0: just, it? it's it's very difficult anymore people just they don't have time i i really think our lifestyles have changed uh, so there's not as much time to dedicate to something like that uh, but it's it gets harder all the time to get volunteers also
1: and I go back to the day when WHUB used to announce where the fire was so that, that all the volunteers that worked for the city would go, would hey, head hey, to the fire was, so they yeah. knew where it was. I know times have changed, but uh, of course. You with all your stations and, and have a lot more men to have to worry about. Got any ideas as to as to why the young folks aren't getting into the? I, don't know, I think it's just a cultural thing, probably. I think most young kids want to be
2: YouTube influencers <laughs> or something. You know, when I was growing up, I want to be a fireman or a policeman or yeah. or something like we that.
0: joke That if it doesn't have a joystick, they're not interested. They're not right, interested. Yeah. I don't know that that's really far from <laughs> the To be honest
2: with you, sometimes. And uh, <laughs> but you know, we still hire some. We, we hired some younger people in the last couple of rounds. We've hired and they're very passionate and, and happy to be there, it's just I think you got to find the right people to, to fit, and that they're just not as many as they used to be. Yeah. Because uh, it's a dedication, and, you know, you could probably make more money somewhere else oh, doing yeah. something else, Absolutely. you know? So you have to be there to want to be there. It's not so much as you're, you know, you'll get paid a great pay, but it's not something else. Y-
1: you have to be there to want to be there, I guess is yeah. what i Yeah, it's to almost say. like you got to have a calling. you got to have that calling for that call yeah. That's where I was going, the dedication yeah. to it. Uh, so... In the last couple of years, city and county both have gave some really good pay raises. Has that helped any? It has.
0: I I feel like it's helped at the county, yes. Uh, A little more interest. After the pay raises. Of course, money means a lot to everybody. It,
2: it does. Mm. Um, you know, we lost people to other departments, but now we're actually probably getting some back from Gain our them back. So, you know, th- those pay raises did help us. And it's not so much just gaining employees, it's the retention of our yeah, employees that we home. have. Well, so.
1: that's our greatest asset. I, I know for a lot of years, we've, tried to, we've kind of been a training ground, hadn't we? we? We bring them in, we get them trained, and then they go somewhere right. else, somebody steals them away from us. Yeah. And uh, I've been noticing with the county employees, not just in fire but in ems and sheriff's department stuff with these raises it seemed like we are pulling some of those folks back that may have left a few years ago to go somewhere else I, when we started looking at these raises the one thing that really hit me i was looking at the the salaries of the directors of the chiefs a paramedic right out of school could go to wilson county and start out for more than what the ems director what tommy was making as being the director being there 30 something years I, th- I think we just got behind we did
2: got way behind and we just had to play catch up is what we really had to do both city and county it's yeah just, and you it's, know,
1: it was time
0: it, it was time and unfortunately that's uh that's something that they're going to have to stay on top of it we're, is or we'll get in that shape again
1: well, we raise our salaries, and what does those other places they do? Raise they them raise them. theirs. So it's a never-ending uh, issue, and we appreciate the uh, county commission and the city council Absolutely. both for yes. what they've done in the past two years. It has made a dramatic uh, change and and help with being able to keep folks and and retain folks. So, as as we continue to grow. City and County is growing. We're probably adding nine hundred to a thousand people a year to our population. Is what the estimates are right now. And and Ben, I'll start with you in the city. Uh, how you keep up with that kind of growth? Are you looking at new stations, or, or how does that how does that work? We are. I mean, we're we're always
2: looking at, toward an expansion, and uh, we're looking at a fill station at some point in the future. Um, our call volume is probably the most concerning thing to me. There for, let's say, 19 to 21, we average probably 2,500 calls a year or something like that and 22 went jumped up to almost 3,500. Wow. We're probably going to be just a little bit past that this year, maybe 3,600, something like that. So a 1,000 calls in a, a year, year and a half times, that's, that's a big jump. So if that continues, then, you know, you, you're not only having to look at people, but you're looking at, you know, you can wear these people out. Yeah. So, you know, give them, you know, breaks and, and maybe hiring more people to to step in and take care of some of these Uh, larger call volumes is is something we may have to look at too in the future what you tell
0: an increase in people is going to be necessary in in our people to keep up with the growth uh like benton said you know 24 hours is a long time to to be at work and if you're busy for those 24 hours uh you know one day last week we ran 15 calls in in a
1: 24-hour period That's, that's a lot. That, that's yeah. a
0: lot of calls. I mean, and, and you've got everything that goes along with that call, the paperwork afterwards, uh, all that's got to be done in a timely fashion. So there's, it's, it can be exhausting. So yeah. more people is going to be the, the key in mm-hmm. more stations
2: yeah.
0: uh, as we see growth in different areas. So.
2: And we've hired at the city, I think uh, we've added about 12 people in the last three years or so so they've recognized that we actually just got through hiring our last three that we got approved in july to hire so
1: adding those people kind of takes some of that relief off all the other crews well and with with y'all a call's not 10 or 15 minutes Right. I mean, if you're running a medical first response, you might be out for a few minutes. But you go on a fire call, that could be hours sure. or, or days, uh, or days sometimes. Yeah. I mean, y'all been on some of these big fires that that uh, it takes a long time. So it's it is uh, it's it's hard on the folks. Uh, uh, so let's looking at the future of fire services. Is there anything out there that you see out there that uh, in the future that you think that that's going to help or or, or changes or anything coming that's that's different than what you do now
0: technology has improved things along the way fire protection systems alarm systems smoke alarms all of that has helped and technology will improve those as we go forward so hopefully those those will continue to to protect us and reduce risk
1: and you're you're seeing too well, and Tom, you had to come to my house one time. When we previous house we lived in, we got the got hit by lightning. The house got hit by lightning, and to bring those, uh, what are they? The heat Normal sensing to, cameras. Oh my, that is unbelievable. I mean, they walked through the house with that camera, and they could tell was if there was fire inside the walls anywhere. And so that technology, I'm sure, is is dramatic. They actually ahead. have those built into the SCBA
2: mask now. You can buy if you have got enough money. <laughs> You're
1: kidding. So the yeah. the mask that the fireman wears, yeah. that and will be they're built all in. connected
2: together. You can watch them outside it's amazing it's all you know technology is expensive is the only bad yeah, it is that's the
0: problem with technology
2: it has to you know it has to be out for several years where that cost starts, coming, starts down coming down where you can start affording that kind of stuff but there's a lot of stuff coming down the pipeline as far as the technology goes even our gear our gear is a whole lot better than what me and tom started yeah. with and it's a lot lighter and it's kind of scary though because you know back when we first started firefighting you being inside of a house fire you kind of knew when it was getting hot and had to do something yeah today's gear you don't really have that luxury you, you're not going to know and these lightweight materials are building newer houses out of it goes up quicker you can have flashovers sooner so the gear protection is a big thing but also realizing that hey it's time to either get out or do something else you know
1: absolutely well it's uh it's I know firefighting's exciting. Uh, I wish more folks would, uh, younger folks would look at it as a career. It's very dangerous, so. It I mean, is, I mean, but full. with the correct training and, and equipment, right. you, can, you can do the job you safely. You can do the job safely. Hey, guys, I appreciate both y'all and the job that y'all do. Tom? I hear a rumor it's that you're... Rumor. It's not a rumor. I keep trying to change his mind, Bitten. <laughs> I know. Uh, Tom Brown, our fire chief, is looking on retiring in December. Is that right, Tom? That's correct. How many years now?
0: Uh, it be 43 in the fire service wow. and 31 here.
1: Well, you've been a true blessing to... Uh, to Putnam County to Coolville City, you, yes. you worked there too, and and I just I mean to have that many years of service uh, that is absolutely amazing, yes. and I want to say to on behalf of all the citizens of the county, we appreciate you, we love you. Uh, I know you're well respected in the community, and we hate to lose you, but we wish you the best in your retirement. Thank you. Putnam
0: but, County's taking care of me too, so.
1: Well, we're we're uh, we're glad things have turned out like they have, where you'll be able to enjoy enjoy some life. That's our show for this week. I hope you'll join us every weekend for today in putnam county on all the zimmer family of radio stations i'm county mayor randy porter hope you have a great rest of your weekend and may god continue to bless putnam county
0: you've been listening to today in putnam county hosted by putnam county mayor randy porter